Welcome to the Sales Pro Chat Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, helping sales-focused professionals discover new tools, trends, and strategies. Please welcome your host, Bill Bannum. Welcome back to Sales Pro Chat. This is the first Sales Pro Chat podcast of 2017. And this episode of the Sales Pro Chat podcast is focused on the basics of sales compensation. The what, why, who, how, and when. Many organizations have struggled for years to solve the problem of why they cannot get the results they expect from the salespeople. In most cases, it's not bad performance. It is bad organization. There are many key elements that must be integrated in order to create sustained competitive advantage over the competition. The good news is that once you have successfully achieved this alignment and the right programs are in place, not only do you perform better and succeed more often, but it's very difficult for your competition to emulate. Our guest today is David Johnston. Dave is president of Sales Resource Group. He has a broad international consulting background and offers experience, active participation, and a sales resource group approach to consulting with clients. Dave has over 25 years experience consulting for organizations in diverse fields such as broadcast and print media, pharmaceuticals, telecommunications, information technology, retail, manufacturing, and financial services. For sales professionals, team leaders, and organizations across the country, the Canadian Professional Sales Association is your partner in building knowledge and skills to improve sales performance. The CPSA is the advocate for excellence in sales. We invest resources in programming, curriculum development, and professional designations to help individuals and companies become more successful through effective sales. We connect employers and employees, business with academia, and the private sector with government to advance the sales profession and improve Canadian competitiveness. Learn more at cpsa.com. And remember to subscribe to the CPSA podcast through iTunes, Google Play, and more. Dave Johnston, welcome to the Sales Pro Chat podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thanks very much for having me, Bill. Uh, it's always a a good opportunity to sit down and talk about a subject that's very close to my heart. In that case, let's get going. Uh, let's let's start with the basics. W- what is sales compensation and why does it matter? Essentially, sales compensation is a management communications tool. To be effective, it, it has to tell salespeople what the organization values and wants to pay them for delivering. And secondly, it has to tell them where to spend their time and effort. Uh, It's also a vehicle to be able to attract, motivate, and retain top salespeople. So, you know, if you're looking to uh, get a certain type of salesperson, um, certain types of sales compensation plans um, attract uh, that kind of person. So somebody that uh, is uh, very accepting of a higher risk plan and is uh, looking for more incentive and less base salary, uh, that attracts a certain kind of sales individual. Uh, other people look at uh, the base as well as uh, what the additional uh, variable is on top, and and uh, it attracts a different kind of person. And then, you know, to motivate them, to focus them on the things that matter, uh, and also retain them to make sure that you're not just training them so that your competitors can steal them away. So, Uh, The sales comp plan does all of those things, but it's also a focal point to initiate and reinforce desired sales behavior. So if you're looking for certain kinds of behavior, different kinds of sales compensation plans will initiate that kind of behavior and 
uh, will reinforce it. Finally, it uh, supports the achievement of business goals. So it makes sure that salespeople are focused on the things that are important to the business, uh, the sales uh, objectives or targets, and in helping the company create a sustained competitive advantage. Perfect. Thank you. So in two or three lines, can you try and define what a sales compensation plan exactly is? Well, a sales compensation plan is an annual component that looks at what the company is going to pay the uh, salesperson, both in base salary as well as incentive compensation. Um, And it identifies the, uh, the types of measures and the weighting that's given to those measures uh, as well as the uh, payouts that people will achieve for certain levels of performance. Very succinct. <laughs> uh, so many many sales organizations struggle to find the right formula of structure and compensation that will support their sales success. What, what are the variables and which formula is best or does it depend? Well, you know, I, I often get people will say to me, uh, if we could find the right uh, sales compensation plan, uh, it would help drive our success. Uh, but in fact, sales compensation is an output. It's not an input into the process. Sales compensation is an output that starts first with business goals and objectives, then the sales, marketing, and service strategies to achieve those objectives, followed by the tactics or the behaviors and activities that you need to execute. Uh, to execute those strategies. And then once you know the kinds of things that you want salespeople doing, you need to make sure that the sales roles are structured properly so that people are uh, focused on and um, their roles and responsibilities are set up in such a way uh, that it aligns with um, these tactics. Uh, Once you have the roles set up properly, uh, you then look at the performance measures and say, how will we know whether our people are doing a good job in delivering in these roles? So how will we measure their performance? Once you get alignment between the business goals right down to the uh, performance metrics, then the sales compensation uh, is fairly straightforward. It allows you to look at the kinds of uh, variable pay uh, that will Uh, support all of that alignment. Now, sales is known to often have a higher churn rate and is more susceptible to change compared with many other departments. How how does constant change cause poor channel performance and failure to achieve the required sales targets? Well, one of the key things in terms of sales compensation is that it has to be dynamic. Uh, And we're seeing more and more of this It used to be that you set up your plan uh, for the coming year uh, and you set targets for that year and then you uh, sent salespeople off on their way to achieve those goals. Uh, Today, things move much more quickly. Uh, Communication is much more efficient. Uh, We have um, a lot of change that takes place in terms of who the competitors are, uh, how the information Uh, is getting back to the company in terms of uh, changes in uh, competitor strategy, et cetera. So um, part of that churn rate is the fact that uh, customers um, have certain expectations of salespeople now that 
probably are higher than they were in the past. And as a result, um, you know, salespeople are uh, are really tasked with an awful lot of elements that are um, going to help them be successful. But they can't uh, they can't sit and expect that those things won't change. So companies are one of the struggles that they're they're having, and one of the reasons why they can't seem to find uh, sort of that holy grail of sales compensation. It's because things do change fairly quickly today, and and we're seeing much more quarterly objective setting rather than annual. Um, we're starting to see the fact that as salespeople are moving away from transactional sales and more to solution sales, we're also looking at a very different kind of individual. Uh, it's less about uh, personality and less about um, you know, somebody who can, uh, you know, uh, provide the customer with a reasonable approach to the features and benefits of the product, and more about uh, having somebody who is more consultative and who can analyze and provide value to the customer in terms of what they need and how uh, the solution that the salesperson has can meet that need. So sales compensation, in order to resolve a lot of the issues that we see in the channel today, um, their comp plan has to reward them for doing more than just selling a product or a service. Uh, it's more about being a, uh, a good resource to the customer uh, and having the creativity to put solutions together uh, that drive sales success. So today's best salespeople are, are brand ambassadors. They are subject matter experts. Uh, they are they are go-to resource. Their customer needs to see them as that go-to resource. And if they have the technical skill or the uh, product knowledge, um, that's fine. But uh, very often what we are seeing as well is that the salesperson will be the the analytics person who will help analyze the situation. And when they need the expertise, they'll bring in the experts with them. So it's not just uh, about one person out there selling. It's that person is the point, the lead, that helps manage the relationship with the customer and helps the customer identify their needs. And then the rest of the team comes in to help in terms of defining that need, putting together the solution in such a way that it can be implemented. How can auditing your existing sales compensation plans identify elements which are working and should be kept and parts which need to be changed to improve program effectiveness? When there was less uh, change in the marketplace, uh, you could put a plan into place and it would last four, five, six years. In some cases, I've seen some that have never been changed in 10 years. Uh, today, that's not uh, acceptable uh, because things change, not just in the market, but company strategies change. Very often, they'll have new leadership who have different ideas and, and direction for the company. Um, the audit allows you, and uh, they probably should be done sort of every two to three years, depending upon how, how much change is going on in the marketplace. But the audit helps you to take a very structured approach to looking at elements that are important in the sales compensation plan. So things such as uh, alignment with business strategy, measuring the things that are important to the business, uh, looking at the support for uh, different kinds of sales behavior, 
uh, one of the big ones today, for example, uh, where everyone's looking for growth uh, is new business development. So if you're looking for growth and you don't have something in your plan for new business development uh, and it's not prominent enough to make people um, accountable for it, uh, then you may not get the growth that you're after. So when you're uh, auditing your plans, you want to make sure that you're looking at what you have today and looking at where you need to be in the next one, three, five years. And then the audit allows you to identify where the gaps are. So where is the gap between where you are today and where you need to be? And the audit provides the feedback as to uh, where the gaps are between those two. Okay, so we're going to get to the blueprint aspect very shortly. But before we do that, let's uh, let's be a little bit negative for a second. What deficiencies can be identified from the audits? So, for example, how the roles are structured, process problems and data issues that must be resolved to optimize the sales performance? A large part of what we're looking for is alignment between business goals and what we measure for our salespeople in terms of their performance and setting up performance expectations for them. And when you do the audit, very often what you'll find is that companies are pretty good at looking at business goals and the sales strategies to achieve them. Uh, Where it starts to fall off the rails is when they try to get execution. So tactically, do the plans support the kinds of behaviors and activities that are necessary in order to execute the strategies? So, for example, if a company changes its sales strategy and they, if they change their strategy, but the sales compensation plan does not change to align with the new strategy, then you can be reinforcing old sales paradigms. You can be reinforcing behavior that was fine before, but needs to be changed to execute the new strategy. The other piece to this is, you know, when we look at the sales roles, I think we've reached a point where we have to be able to have our uh, take some stock as to what we're asking salespeople to do. Over the last several years, uh, we've reduced the number of salespeople, but we haven't reduced the expectations or the tasks that we're looking for uh, or the accounts. So today, salespeople tend to be spread pretty thin, and in order to be successful, we want them to be focused. So one of the things that the audit does, it will identify the kinds of things that, you know, where the roles are maybe out of alignment with what we need them to do for the company to achieve its goals. And maybe I can jump in with one last point there, and that is we have a lot of data. So when we look at sales and we look at um, the kinds of things that we capture about the activities of salespeople in our CRM systems, and we look at the financials on the deals that we um, that we have it generates a lot of data but the difficulty is that data is not in a format where it's solid information that we can use for making decisions so a lot of times we will see organizations that want to make change they want to change the comp plan they want to put in systems uh, to do the tracking and the calculations etc but the data is terrible. And if you've got bad data, you're not going to have a good plan. So before companies make significant change, they need to make sure that what they're capturing is the kinds of information that they need in order for their plans to be effective. 
And if you aren't capturing that information, you need to make sure that processes are put into place so that you can capture it and measure it. The key around measurement within the sales compensation plans is you need to be able to measure it accurately and consistently. Otherwise, it's pretty hard to put it into a, a, a comp plan and have people's pay based on it. So let's imagine that people are doing that correctly. How can a sales manager use the audit report and, and the data uh, to, pro to provide a blueprint for, for short and longer term improvements? When you do the audit, typically there's a lot of items that will come out of an audit uh, that the company can um, implement to improve the effectiveness of the sales comp plan. So the difficulty, though, is some of those things require development. Some of them may take a little longer to implement. Um, there's others that are what we call quick wins that you can put in fairly easily in terms of change without having a lot of development time, uh, and they'll focus on some key things that will help provide uh, quick wins or improve performance. From a sales management standpoint, um, one of the things that's important is to look at the short term sort of over the next 12 to 18 months, what kinds of things can we do in the short term that are going to improve the performance of the existing plan? That may be changing some measures. It might be redefining the roles. It might be uh, looking at uh, whether we're paying commission or bonus. The longer term ones uh, may be things where we're not capturing the information so we don't have any baseline. So what we may need to do is have a year or two, um, if it's something that will be evolutionary, we might need to take, get a year or two's worth of data in order for us to be able to really assess uh, performance against, it, against the, the initiative because we need to have that data in order to be able to assess it. So uh, from a sales management standpoint, the audit is a blueprint for them. It says to them, what can we do now? And what are the things that we need to work towards doing over the next two to three years? Let's switch focus a wee bit and talk about generations, Dave. Um, do, do millennials and Gen Xers have different motivations and material needs from sales compensation outcomes? So, for example, um, would you say that there, there's a general need for more instant reward and recognition and constant feedback when it comes to millennials within the sales comp process? My gosh, Bill, you could do a day's worth of discussion on this topic. <laughs> um, I have a lot of senior sales and, and business people that say to me, I just have no idea what motivates these young people coming into the organization. And, you know, my response to that is always, it's the same things that have motivated everyone else. It's looking at the things that are within their control uh, making sure that they're focused on the things that are important to the business and uh, making sure that if they achieve against it, that they're rewarded. That hasn't changed over the last 50 years. What is different about these folks um, is that they have grown up with instant communication. Um, they see results very quickly uh, in so many areas of their lives, and they expect that in their work. Uh, and a lot of them get very frustrated if um, they've got a clear understanding of what they need to do, 
but the systems aren't in place or the support isn't in place for them to do it uh, efficiently. Um, the other thing that we are seeing as well, and this is a, a real, um, for me, it's a, a critical issue for Canada as a country, and that is from a performance standpoint, it used to be that we had, um, you know, a bell curve for performance so that we had some people at the bottom end that were uh, not performing and then most people were performing around average or a little bit above average and then we had a couple of people or a few people that were uh, well above and were our top performers. What we're starting to see today is a bimodal distribution where we have some millennials that are highly motivated, high performing, high expectation and want to be rewarded that way and less in the middle around the norm and then another group that is disillusioned that aren't very focused that um, haven't uh, got the same degree of drive but they still have the same expectations so for companies uh, i think part of this is going to be uh, ensuring in your recruitment process that you're attracting the right kind of people um, you also want to make sure uh, that the incentive program is designed in such a way that it rewards and retains those people that are higher performing and sends a very clear negative message to those people that are performing at the lower end and should self-select themselves out uh, or um, you're going to have to take them out at some point. So uh, with the millennials, it's... Um, uh, there are some challenges, but I, I'm, I'm seeing different kinds of comp plans that uh, are very effective in ensuring that the right kinds of people are staying with your business. Okay, so we've we've uh, delved there into uh, dif differences between generations. Now let's uh, let's get a bit international. And look at differences in in a couple of countries. Uh, do, do Canadian companies tend to approach sales comp plans differently to their U.S. counterparts in any ways? In your experience? Well, if I'm truly Canadian, I should say I'm sorry uh, for the comp plan. Uh, <laughs> however, um, there are some differences. Um, when we look at um, plans in the U.S., uh, the United States is a hire and fire at will um, country. So there are fewer regulations, uh, less in terms of severance and uh, they tend to pull the trigger a little bit quicker, I think, than Canadian organizations do. Um, on top of that, um, they also tend to be much more, uh, have much more risk in their plans. Uh, as Canadians, we tend to be a little more risk averse. Um, we like to make sure that people are going to be earning uh, a decent base salary to enable them uh, to be able to meet their, uh, their obligations without putting themselves in a position uh, where they have to uh, maybe do things that you might not want them to do in order to earn their variable. And we can see this um, just recently in, in terms of the issues around Wells Fargo um, down in the U.S. where uh, the, the incentive programs were set up in such a way that it generated the wrong kind of behavior. It made people do things that were inappropriate. Now, funny enough, just recently, uh, within the banking industry in Canada, we've also had that 
the same sort of claims made about um, certain of the banks in terms of some of their sales practices. And when those issues get raised, uh, typically it's because of the way that the sales incentive compensation plan is set up. If it's set up properly, um, as I said, it attracts the right kind of people, it motivates them to do the right things, and it enables you to keep them because uh, they're satisfied and happy with the program. Uh, if you have a plan that isn't set up properly, you can oftentimes get um, unexpected uh, and sometimes very negative behavior. Okay, so uh, this is a Canada first show, so let, let's just keep on that theme for a second. Um, Dave, what's what's new in Canada? Are, are there any recent or upcoming developments from Ottawa affecting sales compensation programs? Well, uh, the recent federal budget uh, put a lot of emphasis on innovation uh, and ensuring that Canadian companies can compete effectively uh, in the global marketplace because today uh, borders are, you know, unless you're putting up a lot of tariffs and you're restricting trade, uh, and we're starting to see some of that falling away, uh, even though... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about scrapping NAFTA. Uh, I do believe that there's going to be a lot of um, more free trade uh, between different um, segments of the world. And in order to do that, you have to have organizations that are able to sell their, uh, their products and their services effectively. And for salespeople, that means opportunity. So... Um, in order to ensure that we are competitive in the global marketplace, we need salespeople to be very focused on uh, things that we need them to do in order to sell and uh, successfully and achieve the financial goals of the business. So I do think um, we're starting to see a change in the kinds of sales compensation programs. Uh, we're starting to see more uh, as I said, in order to get that growth, we're starting to see more of a combination of uh, commission and bonus plans. Uh, commission because we want sort of a direct drive type plan that will uh, focus people on selling certain products or services uh, and then uh, maybe even modifying the payouts on those sales uh, by some sort of margin uh, modifier. Uh, but it's not just enough to say to salespeople, go out and sell. We need them to hit the kinds of targets that the business has to have in order to fund that growth and to sustain uh, the overall organization. So um, what we are seeing in Canada is more uh, direct drive commission type plans with uh, a bonus measure for achievement. Okay, well, that takes us towards the end of this particular interview. Before we wrap things up, Dave. In addition to the, the webinars that you present and the articles that you write on the CPSA website, a uh, nice little plug there for the CPSA, uh, how can we learn more about you? Um, well, I, you know, I'm very open to um, having conversations with people, even if they just want some information or they're uh, looking for uh, some uh, data that they need in order to tell whether or not their plans are competitive. Uh, and I'm very open to working with uh, organizations of all sizes. I have clients that have 
thousands of salespeople and others that have maybe three or four. So uh, if people want to get a hold of me, they can reach me at Sales Resource Group. Perfect. And listeners, uh, this show comes ahead of a new series that we're going to be releasing very soon where Dave is actually uh, a host of a of, of, of a series called uh, Sales Compensation Strategies um, and he's going to be delving into some of the topics that we touched upon today in, in much more detail with uh, some pretty amazing guests. Dave that just leaves me today to say um, I've, I've had the privilege of working with you now for a little while and you're a super impressive guy and an absolute professional and um, you and I are going to go to the baseball together soon so I'm looking forward to that but for now thank you very much for being our guest thanks very much for having me bill and uh you know uh good selling i've been your host bill bannum and this has been sales pro chats brought to you by the cpsa thank you for listening to sales pro chat podcast brought to you by the canadian professional sales association